0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hope you're doing well out there. A little change in the weather, a drastic change in the weather. You know, and it's funny how if there's nothing else to talk about, you can talk about the weather. But we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. So we're not in that category, but it is good to see the grass getting green and people feeling a little bit more optimistic because uh, it's not been so blazing hot and dry in the state of Texas. Uh, But we know this also caused some concern and and we will be in prayer and be thinking about people that also have suffered as sometimes that weather changes quickly and has some dire consequences and catches people off guard. Um, But look, when we do the work that we do, we focus on the issues of faith, family and freedom. And if you're new to the show, we talk about those issues in the arenas of the courts, the legislature and the media. So there's always something to talk about in our work. As a matter of fact, if you're watching on Facebook, I am uh, checking my phone so I can share our feed on my uh, particular individual Facebook page. And if you could do the same in your groups, we wanna get a lot of attention on the conversation today because we have a great guest. Uh, Brandon Showalter is our guest today. He is a reporter with the Christian Post And we've had some good interaction uh, here recently. I was at an event where he was participating and talking and he had some extraordinary information. So we're gonna go for about 15 minutes with him. And then I'm gonna have a little bit of commentary about some of the work that we've been doing, uh, including what happened at the State Board of Education this week. Wow, what a tremendous amount of activity, a tremendous victory, but it's not over yet. Uh, But I wanna focus on our guest for our first segment because the information he's gonna talk about, some of that was discussed, at the State Board of Education and Topic. But let me tell you a little bit about Brandon. He is, a, as I mentioned, a reporter with the Christian Post. He's got his undergraduate degree from Bridgewater College uh, of Virginia. He also has a master's degree from the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., and he's been doing a lot of writing for a while. He's a fellow of the John Jay Institute for Faith, Society, and Law, and he's not afraid to tell the stories, to write the stories the right way, particularly when it comes to what is happening to our children these days that are going through these gender transitions, these surgeries, uh, oftentimes these mutilations. And it's important that people are writing about it. And sometimes we feel like the media is sort of ignoring it or they're not telling the full truth. But you're going to get that today from Brandon. I just want to give you a little bit of um disclaimer so to speak some of the topics we're going to talk about today are a little sensitive they may be even a little bit graphic but sometimes it's necessary to have those accurate descriptions for people to fully understand what's going on and without further ado with that long introduction brandon welcome to the texas values report
1: thank you jonathan it's good to be with you today
0: Well, it's good to see you, too. We spent some time. We got to interact, uh, you know, three, four or five weeks ago at a conference that we were both at. You're going to be speaking at our event. On September 23rd and 24th, Brandon's going to be here in town in Austin, Texas for the Faith Family and Freedom Forum. You want to get your tickets for that. So, Brandon, tell us a little bit about how you got into reporting and why specifically you started writing a lot about the issue of what's going on with these transgender issues and, and gender transitions, particularly with kids.
1: Well, I, this is definitely not something that I signed up for on career day. Never could have imagined or envisioned that this would be what I would be doing. But I had an opportunity to start uh, as a reporter with the Christian Post in the summer of 2016. My first day, my first day of my trial period was actually the day after the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. And so I was thrown wow. into reporting on some of these LGBT issues. And I was trying to be truthful and gracious at the same time, but what I realized was how quickly everything had gone from you know, gay rights issues to everything trans, to the point where I saw how mass media was manipulating language and calling males she and her. And I just saw this linguistic corruption and I was just so alarmed by it because of how that was shaping the thoughts of readers and I just thought I can't participate in this kind of twisting of language because that's so deceitful. I just as a journalist I was just conflicted from the beginning when I started realizing what was going on. That was kind of what led me down the rabbit hole and it was soon thereafter where I learned about how not only was transgender the big push Uh, culturally amongst the elites and amongst corporations and you know the powers that be i started seeing how this was a medical scandal and jonathan before i realized what was happening in hospitals nationwide my grid for understanding this was thinking oh there's a few transvestites who've gone undergone some of these you know medically unethical surgeries but they're just down in new orleans at mardi gras there's probably nothing to it when i learned that there was this was happening to children and they were being given hormone blockers and then followed on with cross-sex hormones and then perhaps a disfiguring cosmetic, medically unnecessary gender surgery. I like to say that something inside me snapped and I was never the same since and I just knew when I approached my editors and said, I think we need to go full more on this because the media seems to be captured by this ideology. They're not reporting it critically. They're not scrutinizing any of this information. And so we're going to plant our flag in the ground and at least tell the truth about it, not participate in the language twisting and defend the integrity of the human body.
0: We're talking with Brandon Showalter. He is a reporter from for the Christian Post. They're one of the most widely uh, viewed and read publications, if you will, online, particularly in the Christian view and the Christian space, but you know throughout society uh, as well. And a lot of that is because of the reporting that Brandon's been doing recently. And, and look, I mean, you read some of these issues and you almost don't want to believe them. They seem hard to believe. And so I think that's what happens a lot of times. People either, you know, they're uncomfortable with the topic. It's, it's hard to read about and think about. It, you know, re- relates to issues that are uh, if you will sexual or biological in nature uh, of maybe something that's a little bit more sensitive that people you know sometimes aren't very comfortable discussing or hearing or listening to but i think a lot of it is you know sometimes people don't want to hear about it because it's hard to hear it's hard to believe that it's happening because if it is and and it and it obviously is um you know, it's something that you would think most people, the majority of people would say this isn't right. We, we shouldn't be allowing this to happen. And then when you hear about it, you think, gosh, well, what can I do about it? If these things are happening, it seems like, you know, you're sort of up against, you know, this this way that things happening. It seems like some of it is just sort of accelerated very quickly. And, and we've talked a lot about in Texas because there's really no law in Texas that says you can't do these things. And I've described it as sort of the wild, wild west, you know, whatever people decide they want to do and, you know, they want to push their kids through. But it's really destructive and, and concerning. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing you talk about it in, in a little bit more detail when you speak at our event here in the Austin area on September 23rd and 24th at our Faith Family and Freedom Forum, because I was blown away and I work on these issues all the time. Our team does. Some of the detail that I heard you describe um, at an event we were at recently. And, you know, I, I'm curious too, um, some of it feels like the, me, you know, the, the media at large, the mainstream media, how you wanna characterize them? You know, they're, they're almost trying to mislead people or, or they're purposely reporting in a way that suggests that this isn't that big of a deal or, you know, it's therapeutic and, you know, the, this helps kids get better. I mean, they're really trying to not only normal, normalize it or maybe glamorize it, but really, Uh, try to have an influence to where people won't worry so much about it. Um, Tell me what your experience has been, what you how you've seen the, the mainstream media, if you will, reporting on this versus how you've handled it.
1: Well, I often like to say that transgenderism is many things, but one of the main things that it is is a medical scandal. But the worst aspect of this is that the mainstream media is not scrutinizing it, but they're covering it up. And I think they're actually the most culpable because they are not holding the institutions, the medical facilities that are perpetrating these atrocities against children. Uh, They're using lingo and euphemisms and language. They're covering it up. I mean, I make air quotes a lot when I talk about this because the words that they use are fake and they obscure the truth. They'll call it gender affirming care or gender confirmation surgery or, or all kinds of other nice sounding things that, you know, what you're really doing is chemically castrating youth and young adults. When you give a child hormone blockers, you freeze their endocrine system. And then especially if you follow on with synthetic opposite sex hormones, they'll wind up permanently sterile, very likely. So the, the dirty gristly details are suppressed.
0: Let me pause you for just a second there. We're talking with Brandon Showalter. He is a reporter for the Christian Post. He writes frequently, on the issue of what's happening with these gender and sex transitions and sex change surgeries on kids, um, there was something that you said about, you know, the, the impact of some of these procedures right. um, and the fact, I mean, th- that's permanent, right? I mean, it, it, it's having an imp- it's. I think you used the word sterilized. Yes. What does that mean? And I know what it means, but give a little bit more description so people understand what it means when a human child is sterilized.
1: Well, in this context, what is administered is a hormone blocker like Lupron, Luprolide, or in the first case report that first emerged out of the Netherlands, it was, I think, tryptorelin. And it's a drug that is used to stop the hormonal signaling in the brain, which, you know, when you're pituitary, it starts that process as as the pubertal processes. And puberty is where sort of everything starts to kick into gear. And so if you halt that, and then you follow that on with an opposite sex hormone and you hijack your hormones to a level that they would never be your, your fertility is destroyed.
0: Yeah. So, so, and, and to just sort of put it,
1: fertile. And
0: you to put it in simple terms. Yeah. If you're, if you're a female, if you're a woman, if you're a young woman, a girl, you no longer have the ability to have children in the future. That's right. If you're a young boy, you no longer have the ability to create or be a part of that reproductive process as well you as a child right the decision has already been put in place that that part of your life that is often a part of people's lives as they get older it's already been settled and there's no going back a lot of times with some of these procedures there's no reversal
1: the line that is tossed out by gender activists is that they are completely reversible that's totally not true Uh, that it's just how they get away with keeps saying that when the NHS in England has since revised its website saying that the long-term effects of these experimental drugs are not known and other nations in Europe are moving away from this treatment protocol if you can even call it treatment I don't even like dignifying it with that name but in addition to being sterile they won't be able to have children reproduce they won't have sexual function, Your genitals won't even develop. And so they'll be okay. shriveled up and you won't enjoy sexual relationships. I mean, yeah, there's just so much that this destroys. So,
0: Well, and I could imagine Brandon, we're talking about Brandon Showalter. He's the, a reporter for the Christian Post. He writes a lot about what is happening, the tragic things that are happening now in some areas of the medical, so-called medical community that are performing surgeries and operations and procedures on kids that are stopping... The, you know, the natural puberty development, also creating uh, situations where they have irreversible impact on their ability regarding uh, issues of sexuality moving forward. I imagine it's got to have some impact if you're interrupting puberty, just also on your own normal development, whether it's sexual or not.
1: Yes. Psychologically, you're not then at the same place as your other peers, because puberty is something that often you go in, you go you experience it alongside other young people, but it also—I mean—it affects everything. This that signaling, the endocrine signaling that that sets in motion. It's about bone development happens during that time, brain development, your whole body. And it's not a very comfortable experience. Most adolescents don't particularly enjoy puberty, but the human body needs it. And so the idea that you would do that to a child—I mean—the only time that these drugs, from what I understand, are actually approved is if. child has a condition called precocious puberty where that would be where a child somehow goes into puberty too early and so they administer a blocker so that the child can you know go through puberty at a normal age but that's highly scrutinized there's a broad clinical body of work where they do that these drugs are pretty rough as it is but at least that's a medical condition for which well and i and i imagine yeah. That's not a case. Of- I imagine puberty it's a, a healthy puberty with this gender experiment.
0: Well, and I imagine that's a rare medical condition. And I imagine that, you know, the, the medical community or whoever's in, involved in that presents here's some of the risk. Right. I mean, yes. you know that it's and you could decide whether or not that's really necessary, but maybe in some ways, you know, there's a little bit more thought of, OK, we're just trying to, um, you know, correct something or temporarily do something. When you have these kids that are going through these processes, these surgeries, I mean, this is a radical transformation of their body and taking the body in a completely different direction when it's already naturally going, working the way it should. Spend a few minutes, too. I know you've had and I don't want you to tell everything because I want people to come to our event and hear some of the great details of what you're going to describe and really the heartbreaking stories. But you've had people come forward and tell you, you know what, I went through some of these procedures and these surgeries, I regret it. It's, you know, it's been destructive to me. And and for some reason, I guess because of some of your writing, they, you know, or, or maybe it's something you've pursued, but uh, tell us what that experience has been like when you've heard from people who said, you know, really trying to say, you know, I don't want, I don't think it's a good idea for people to do this. I went through it and it was, um, it didn't work out well.
1: Yes, yeah, so well, I, I, there are two people that come to mind. Both of them happen to be men, one of whose story I know was able to report and the other it was just on background but and i've heard from other people who have undergone varying degrees of this experimental medicalization you know hormones and some of the other things but the the two people that come to mind are both men who as young men i think one was in his early 20s and the other was um in his 30s they were both castrated they underwent orchiectomy and they were both mentally unwell and there was strong evidence to suggest that the doctors if you can even call them that were just in it to rush them down the conveyor belt of this whole experiment i mean it sounds pretty gross but well but you know
0: but but you know brandon you use the word experiment that's what it seems like it It seems like this this movement this effort this industry that it's because no one has really had enough time to look at the long-term effects and, and some of the ones that have had it seems like they want to shut them up I mean it I think it's you're accurate to describe it as an experiment
1: it's it, it's grotesque um, the one story I did report where it was a man who underwent the orchiectomy the testicle removal uh these are pretty gruesome details uh, but
0: well and you know, hang, on on an hang on to some of those hang on to some of those from oh, the okay. event that we're going to have but people I'll can say, imagine I'll, I'll this i'll yeah. say this
1: his endocrine system was severely compromised he wound up suicidal and uh, he had just destroyed sexual function, and I'll just leave it there. But experiments brutalize the body. This is not helping people.
0: And I think that's probably what you're getting at. Some of the normal bodily functions that go on with those parts of our body are interrupted. And
1: And destroyed. destroyed.
0: Destroyed. And so, you know, fluids and other things have to leave the body one way or another, and when they're not able to... I can just imagine what some of that stuff might be like. Um, it's not
1: medicine. This is not good medicine at all. I mean, and so,
0: and and you've written about this. Tell people the website that you have for the uh, Christian Post that you write for, and so they can find some of the articles and, and get a little bit more detail on that.
1: We're at ChristianPost.com on Twitter. I'm, my handle is at Brandon M. Show. And since we're talking this week, I'll just point them to my latest piece, which is talking about how trans surgeries these brutally invasive medically unnecessary disfiguring surgeries are indeed being done on minors there's a lot of gaslighting from the legacy press insisting that that's not happening but if they read that piece what i did was just kind of hold up the mirror and say i've got the receipts here are the citations here are the peer-reviewed medical journals where the gender clinicians say in their own words that yes these surgeries have indeed been done done on people under the age of 18 and there's data tables and page numbers you got the whole the just read the original documents like they can lie all they want but the records the documents say otherwise the original source material is indisputable
0: now look and i mean you know the uh the medical community is feeling the heat and the pressure and they should uh you know and and for whatever reason that they continue to move forward and some do uh but we know for many years there were doctors, credible doctors saying, hey, this isn't a good idea. And eventually they either got silenced or they were pushed out of the process or they decided, well, I guess, you know, I guess I have to be a part of this or, you know, there was less attention on them. But there had been reporting for years before where doctors were saying, hey, let's not go in this direction. And so it's tragic to see it happening. But you talked about the suicide rates, right? We, We had testimony on these issues at the Texas Capitol and we're pushing for legislation to stop this type of uh, grotesque, these procedures on kids. And this is what one of the um, psychologists, a, a PhD said, that it's counseling that works best. It's getting in there and having that type of help. That is where they actually see some success of dealing with some of these things that, you know, that that, um, individuals are dealing with that might lead them to think, oh, I should change my sex or I should go through this surgery. Mm -hmm. And so why we're not putting more focus on that when that's what works, that's what helps prevent suicide Mm -hmm. is really troubling. But you're going to be at our event on September 23rd and 24th. You're going to talk a little bit more about that. Before we leave, you said there was an announcement yesterday, Tucker Carlson is coming out with a movie that's, or excuse me, a documentary that talks about some of this What's the name of it, and what do you think it's going to be about?
1: Well, I'm in it, actually. Um, so I can say it's it's called Transgressive, the Cult of Confusion. And yes, last night, Tucker Carlson did announce on his show that it will be released on Fox Nation on Thursday, September the 8th. Wow. Uh, it's a visceral gut punch. I've pre-screened it since I'm in it. He's detailing the medical atrocities and how this all works as an ideology, how it lures children into this experimental pathway and uh, the, the social contagion aspect abigail schreier is the author of irreversible damage she yeah. is featured talks about how teen girls get roped into this it explores the many facets of how this is affecting children and the vile medical scandal that it is and how it's tearing apart families i don't want to give too much more away but i think everyone yeah. should see it because it's extremely powerful And it was well be-
0: it comes out next week according to tucker carlson the documentary Transgressive on a lot of these issues. And so we'll be looking forward to that. And this is one of the many reasons why you need to come to our event on September 23rd and 24th, hear Brandon Showalter talk about these issues in person. I'm sure he'll stick around a little bit, too, once he's off the set and off the stage to discuss these matters as well. This is important information. We need to keep talking about it. We need people to be empowered with this great information so we can put a stop to this. And Brandon, I'm really thankful to get to have the conversation with you today. And we're so excited that Brandon Schulwalter was our guest today on the Texas Values Report.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. Looking forward to being with you all next month uh, here soon. Yeah. All right,
0: appreciate you. So you. we're just about out of time. And if you didn't see the video that we did earlier this week on the state board of education, you got to check it out. All right. We had a huge victory. We protected in God we trust at the State Board of Education. We stopped a lot of LGBT critical race theory stuff from entering school classrooms. And really, the the whole thing had come unraveled. And we ended up supporting this, too, to say, you know what? Y'all just need to stop this process and start all over again. So that's what the State Board of Education has voted to do. And that'll be in two years. But there's not they're not done yet. There's a final vote on this. Um, Later this week, if if you're watching live on Friday, send an email, call, text, uh, social media message, your State Board of Education members, and tell them to continue to confirm that vote, to protect our Judeo-Christian values, to protect American foundation principles talked about in our public schools, in God we trust, and to stop this effort by these work groups to try to rewrite history and to teach things that are not true and, um, and lead into these political ideologies that are very controversial and, and really not settled at all. And so we did some of that work. We helped lead that effort. That was victorious, but we got to finish the victory on Friday. One of the many reasons why you should uh, donate to Texas Values, make that tax-deductible tax donation today at txvalues.org. That's how we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we hope to see you on September 23rd and 24th at our event. There's still tickets available. A lot of great speakers we're going to sell out. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.